Do I have any theme music? <laughs> Let me play my theme music. Yeah, I love theme music. That theme music, mate. I don't have my board with me. Hey, Happy New Year, mate. Welcome to 2023. Happy New Year, Brett. Oh, I've not even got a drink with me. Um, but yeah, cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers to 2023 and more great swimming. Mate, there was a lot of great swimming in 2022, which is, um, well, I guess I guess officially it was the year after the Olympics, right? And so there's usually, usually the year after the Olympics is pretty good. I think it's uh, it's generally this year that's a little lame, mm-hmm. right? But because we're only 18 months out now, I think that's going to, I think that's going to change. I think this year is going to be a big year. Yeah, I I think as well, because of that setback of a year from the Olympics, and obviously that added everything changing up. This year's calendar was crazy. It was a Commonwealth year, but also a World Championship year. And I I just don't think anyone's really had a moment to breathe. So I do know some people have been trying to use this sort of little short course spell um, in the last sort of three months to have a breather. People like Sarah Showstrom. And then I, I guess people might want the next three months for a breather. But really now, you know, you, you, you've coached at this level, Brett. You, you can't be taking a breather 18 months out of the Olympics. So I just don't think anything's going to really ease off. And I don't think this is going to be like a normal pre-Olympic year, which might be a little slower. I, th- I think this is going to be just a development on last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, mate, you you had a big year yourself. I want to I want to just recap your year for you and – and the things that you've got going on, because I know you've started a new business now where you're actually writing workouts for people and send them all over the world, which I think is brilliant, mate. I really think that's that's the future of, of coaching and swimming is to bring the world closer together and open up programs for people and share programs. And I think you're at the forefront of this, mate. You're leading it. So just give us a recap on 2022 for you, mate. Uh, 2022 was a crazy year. Uh, I didn't really fathom any of it, and it was all quite spur of the moment. Uh, on the back off the back of World Short Course last uh, well, two years ago now in Abu Dhabi, I had a good relationship with Chad Leclo. That sort of led him needing to be coached. He was a nomad, I was a nomad, and I flew at the beginning of the year to South Africa. I had a brilliant 10 weeks there building a squad. Um, and, and so much great things happened. Like one of the guys that took over in, in South Africa, he made his first world championship team for South Africa last year. So it wasn't just about me working with Chad. It was about some of the, the other guys. And all of them things were like big firsts for me as a coach. Uh, you know, we then done the Mayor Nostrum tour, which was just one of the most brilliant experiences of my life. We spent some awesome time in, in, in Turkey. I, I got to meet the great Stefano Nura, I mean, sadly, mm. he passed away, I think, like within a month of me meeting him. But mm. it was, I mean, we must be one of the last groups of people we worked with. And he was just brilliant. What an insight. And I, I really hope Swimmin finds someone like him in the future to to give that level of analytical detail. Mm. And then, yeah, it sort of culminated for, for my coaching in the Commonwealth Games, which was sadly not what we was hoping for. And, you know, it was quite quite a big thing to swallow. And, and then going onwards, I, I've, you know, I started Patreon really early in the year and I had like a custom program thing that one person signed up for over the course of the year. But then not coaching. I wanted to write sessions. So I, I made a website. I added that as an option. And I can't believe how many people have signed up. And it's something that I find really cool to do. And I've never been 
shy of giving out workouts just like you, Brett. I mean, if you watch any of my vlogs for this year, you can see the workout. I post it on the screen that I deliver to, to, to my athletes. So I've, I've not been shy with the workouts I've written. And if anyone asks for any of my workouts, I'll give them to them. But if they want workouts for them personally, I can now do that for a, for a fee on my website. Right, right. Yeah, brilliant, man. I love it. Actually, do this. Type your um, website into the comments section so people can have yeah. it there. They can find it um, and they can track you down. I think it's brilliant, mate. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of a lot of good insights there. I mean, you, you've been coaching now alongside the likes of uh, James Gibson and many other brilliant coaches that I hold in very high regard and, uh, you know, had some influence on you as a young man, mate. And, uh, and that's the way I was um, as a young coach. And you need those good influences and good people mm -hmm. around you. Uh, we're getting some love here. Wish you guys all the best for next year. Well, this is the next year, so we're in it, mate. We're going. So I appreciate it, Swim Coach. Uh, what else we got going on here? We got uh, what's what's more likely to happen 2023. This is going to be a topic of discussion kind of uh, for the first half of the year for many people, I guess. But um, we can kick it off. Uh, you know, look, it's impressive what Popovich did long course but then he backed it up short course and did some incredible things uh i'm really excited to see his development as as a man as a swimmer um it's just he never ceases to amaze me with what he can do and where he can go uh Milak is is you know knocking down the door of that 149 so uh in all uh fairness here what do you think is going to go first here uh what, what do you think happens first i guess it's the first person to have a crack at this really so I don't know what the timeline is for some of these guys, but uh, I think both these swims are going to happen in 2023. What do you think? I'm leaning towards Popovich 100% going 141, but I think he does it in 2024 or 2025. I think, you know, if we're looking purely on numbers, he's currently a 142.9, so he's got a second to drop. Milak is, I think, 150.3, so he's got 0.4 to drop. Uh, and also, Milak's got the, the whole resume of medals now he's olympic champ he's world champ he's done it all whereas popovich still needs that olympic gold and I, I don't think it's whether or not he'll get it i think he'll get it but he still needs to do it so i think he will be a little more focused on next year whereas milak i think you can can have a little bit more of a stress-free shot so I, I i think milak will do it first i actually okay good i appreciate that uh you're probably right. You, you could be right. Um, and then you could be wrong because uh, Popovich is, is a freak and he can surprise all yeah. of us. Um, I wanted to ask you something straight off the bat for 2023. Are we going to see Caleb Dressel in 2023? I, I, I can't see us not. I can't see us not. And I, I, Have you seen the pictures? He seems to be wearing not a cast, but some sort of arm support at the moment. So uh, no, I haven't seen it. So, yeah, on social media recently, I think his sister posted a picture and he's just got like an arm spawn. I, I I just don't think he's rushing back. I think he's probably seen to a few things and, you know, working on his mental health. And he's not missed anything. I think someone posted like the fastest times of 2022 the other day. And he's still the fastest 50 freestyler of the year, 50 fly swimmer of the year, 100 fly swimmer of the year, long course meters, you know. And I think because he hasn't raced in like six months and Worlds was quite early, people forget that he still was like, did he win three or two gold medals at World Championships this year? Like, he hasn't been gone that long. It's just we miss him so much because he's such a dominant force. And he'll, he, he'll be back. Like, uh, he's not missed anything right now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he swims at trials this year for the American team. 
Yeah, where, when are the trials and what are the trials for this year? I'm, I'm, I've got to catch up with what's going on this year because, you know, like you said, the yep. calendar is all bundled, jumbled. And so what, when are the trials, uh, I guess, and what are they trials for? There's trials for World Championship uh, again. So and where are they at? We, we have, yeah, US trials for World Championships. Uh, I mean, where, where's the World Championships at? Is that Abu Dhabi this time? It, it's Fukuoka in, uh, in Japan. Uh, same as 2001. Were you there at 2001? I was, mate. Yeah, it was a great championship for me. I loved it. Um, not only me personally, but the Australian team. First time we beat the US on uh, the gold medal tally, Australia, that is. And um, first time ever in our history in Fukuoka. It was a massive, massive deal. We had an, we had an unbelievable team. We just had an unbeatable team with Thorpe just going off. That's when Grant Hackett broke that 1500 world record. That's such yep. a memorable swim for me. Um, yeah, what a what an amazing championship. I love Fukuoka. I remember turning up to the airport and, and Thorpe was literally a rock star. I mean I mean you're talking thousands of Japanese people waiting for him at the airport and just going bananas when they saw him. Uh and that that memory will never fade for me. Great, mm. a great place to have a championship meet. Um, you know, so yeah, that that's gonna be exciting then. I, I like that. Yeah, and then as, as we've seen here, the, the trials start on June the 27 in Indianapolis. So oh, think yeah. about that. I, I think Dressel's there. I think Dressel's there mm. racing. Mm. And whether or not he's racing the 50, 100, 200 freestyle and everything, maybe not. Maybe he does a 53 and a 50 fly. But I, I think he's there. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, I think I think he's there too. I think Dressel's coming back. Um, I think he's enjoyed his break. Uh, it's been good for him. I really think he's starting to miss it again. And at some point, He's going to make that decision to walk back into the pool at Florida and give it another crack. Um, yeah, I think it's coming soon, so exciting. Um, listen, let's let's do a, a quick recap on some big big swims for 2022 then because there were some really big ones and mm -hmm. they're going to be hard to top, but uh, I think we should do a, a quick recap. Uh, the one that I think gets overlooked the most uh, because it was so early uh, and, I, and I kind of gave her – the swimmer of the year for it was Ariane Titmus, you know, breaking Katie Ledecky's 400 free world record at the Australian trials. Um, that yeah. was a massive moment in swimming and, and, and for her as well. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was seven months ago now. And I think that's why people sort of forget about it. It's been so much. And, you know, we are goldfish. We remember the great swim last month at world short course. And, they, you know, we forget about seven months ago, but, Ledecky has owned that event for so long. And when when Ledecky set that world record, the, the world record was Federica Pellegrini in a bodysuit and was 359-1, if I'm not mistaken. And it took a 356 just to get, get past Ledecky. Mm. So when you think about it from that perspective, it's taken so much for Ariane Titmus to do that. And yeah, she's, she's challenged it for a while. And it was a brilliant swim when it happened. There was great Dean Boxall moment again. And yeah, it's super exciting, and it really leads to what is going to be this three-horse race for the next couple of years in the 400 freestyle with probably the favourite now in Titmus, the the goat in Ledecky, and obviously the up-and-comer in Summer McIntosh, who's still very young. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we talk about stoicism with, with Popovich. Uh, I got a text from uh, Dean Boxall yesterday, and, and, and here's, here's stoicism for you. He says, we're going to have a great podcast in August of 2024. 
I mean, this guy, this guy is so laser focused on the Olympics in Paris. He's not given any interviews. He's not given anything away. But he says in 2024, him and I are sitting down and we're going to have another one of those epic podcasts where he kind of lays it all out again and then he'll disappear for another four years again. Yeah. I love that guy. I can't, I can't respect him any more than I do. It's so cool. Yeah, I, I think there's really a clear separation between the swimmers and the, the coaches like Dean now who are, you know, we're four-year guys and we will be great in the Olympics. And there's these other guys that are, you know, trying to be a bit more, I don't want to say modern, but make the money, go to all the meets, you know, and just take what they can while they can. And I, I don't, I, I kind of like that we have these two sort of camps of athletes doing them things. Listen, we, we talk about Ledecky a lot and, and what she's done for the sport and how dominant she's been. This girl comes along and, and takes everything from her, takes her a gold medal, takes her a world record. What makes Ariana Titmus special? We, we don't talk about that enough. What makes this girl special? I, I, I think, I mean, you, you've seen, been around these athletes. There's, there's so many things, and I, I think when you look at someone like the coach in Dean Boxall, you, you clearly have to be a certain individual to get on with that sort of character. You know, certain people would probably break under his, his coaching style. They would find it too intense. So, you know, we, we probably know more about Dean than we do about Ariane. But just by mm. knowing what we do about Dean, we know that Ariane is clearly a very rugged girl she clearly can handle a lot and she clearly wants a lot and mm -hmm. you, you pair that with the fact that she's clearly uber talented uh you know has beautiful strokes beautiful pacing beautiful tactics it's, it's probably not a surprise that she can take on like someone like Ledeke um yeah yeah look you know most of the time in situations like this you have a coach that's very um what's the word here where it's authoritarian like mm -hmm. this is the way we're doing it i'm telling you what to do you don't ask questions you do what i tell you to do it doesn't seem like this this is that type of relationship no. ariana is very headstrong she knows exactly what she wants she know she demands dean to push her yeah to hold her to a higher standard yeah she asks for it she wants it and um and and she embraces it and then she's giving him feedback. She's very open. I mean, she just did the commentary at the World mm -hmm. Championships. This this girl's not afraid of who she is. She's yeah. she's very comfortable in her own skin, and it's very clear that she wants to be the best in the world. And and she asked Dean to hold her to that standard. That that's I think the special part of her. Yeah, I I think everything sort of leads into this being an absolute magical couple of years of racing as well. Cause Ledeke's trajectory, you know, she didn't have to be much better than she was for the last sort of five years. She could be off and still win by a country mile. And, you know, with the, the, the surgence of someone like Ariane, she has to be great. And well, just a PB now to even challenge for that 400 and, and set a world record in the, in the, in the process. So Ledeke knows she needs to be better than ever. Ariane knows she's not going to have it easy. And obviously, you know, there's, there's some aluminum as well. So I, I just think it's got the making for just pure brilliance and, and you know, middle, women's middle distance is going to be more exciting than ever because as much as Ledeke was exciting to see if she'd break a world record again, the racing itself was really quite mundane. It was like, oh, Ledeke will win by how many seconds? Now it's like right. one of three girls could win it on any day yeah. and it's going to come down to a photo finish. And, you know, I, I, I think... 
there could be other people in the next year and a half that that turn up as well. I, I think the Chinese girl Bingji Li, uh, who set the short course world record, I know it's short course, but she's not bad long course either. She's won medals in in the fifty meter pool. I, I don't think she can be completely written off, and you know a lot can happen in a year and a half. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I do th- I do think everybody's onto this. You know the this uh, kind of rise of Summer McIntosh. We've seen it coming for years, obviously. And this was part of my conversation with Dean even a couple of years ago. Like, he was telling me, hey, get me as much information as you can on Summer McIntosh. That girl's a superstar of the future. Mm-hmm. He was picking it two years ago, and uh, I don't think it was hard to kind of see where that talent was going. And I think I think it's obvious for a lot of people. I mean, she's got the body type. She's got the endurance She's got um, kind of the mental fortitude of like standing up next to anybody and being comfortable in her own skin as well. And she's starting to dominate. I mean, she has this swim uh, at some point over the summer where she's 428 uh, in the 400 IM, right? Like this is a a massive swim. So there's a lot of, a lot of talk of her breaking the world record in the, in the 400 IM, which, which I guess could either, add or take away from her ability to swim and dominate a 400 free. I mean, you could argue maybe both ways, but, uh, but she's obviously going to be there. Right. And I think that's, that's going to be the key. So summer McIntosh is really kind of the one that everybody's looking at to possibly um, maybe go to that next, next level of being a a multi Olympic champion. Right. I I think so. And the question really for summer is what her and her, her coaching staff, sort of consider as the the targets for Tokyo I'm sorry for Paris because yeah. she's currently the world champion in the 400 IM and a 200 fly so you've got to think mm-hmm. they're events that mm-hmm. she wants to focus on right. and obviously she's silver at the world champs this year in the 400 freestyle um and also silver in the Commonwealth Games in the 400 freestyle so there's there's so many options for her to pursue and it's kind of right now does she just really lock in on the medley in the fly and almost lock them in for gold medals? Or does she try and create history and win them both and take the 400 free on? Or does she just sort of go laser-focused 400 freestyle to try and beat the two giants, you know? and But, but for you know, that's quite kind of a, a bit of an ego thing to do. So there's, there's so many things. And also just by looking at her performances, it really clearly shows where her focus is because a 400 iron can really change based on like her freestyle ability and her fly ability. So, you know, she's been 428 twice now, but both in season, not at a major meet. So I, I wonder, you know, if it takes away when she starts focusing on everything from the, the, the main event sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah. And listen, I also want to say this for those people that are listening to, I appreciate you coming on and listening and, and, Please uh, keep putting your comments in the in the comment section. We love them. Uh, here's another one, actually. What's this one say? What do you think about Marshawn? We're going to get to Marshawn in a second, okay? I'm going to come back to this one. I appreciate the comment. Uh, listen, I want to say this. Look, you and I are sitting here talking about swimming because we're passionate about swimming. We comment on it. We tweet about it. We, we put videos up of it. We create kind of these things where people are going to uh, have conversations about what we say. Um, look, we're, we're passionate about swimming. We we love all the swimmers, right? But there's going to be a time where you've got to have some opinion. You got to have some fun. You got to poke the bear a little bit. I got to tell you, I do poke the bear between Ledecky and and Titmus a lot. You know, like I understand how good Katie Ledecky is. I do. I get it. 
But I've also got to poke the bear and say, you know, this is what Titmus has done and, and, and build up this kind of epic battle for 2024. So, you look, we have some fun out there, guys. It's not all serious all the time. We're trying to kind of grow the sport. You, you're doing it in, on your side. I'm doing it on my side. We're coming together collectively. We're, we're ranting about it. We're having some fun with it. But at the end of the day, we have the utmost respect for the swimmers and what they're doing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've always had this thing where even when I'm working with some of the top swimmers, I, I can't help but respect everyone in the pool, you know, mm. unless there's something completely questionable going on. I, I love fast swimming. I, I, I struggle not to get excited. And even when I was, you know, working with, say, say Chad, for example, I'd see, I think Carson Foster goes 153.7 in a 200 fly long course at, at a state meet in America. And I'm, I'm like, whoa, that's freaking awesome. And I, you know, I text you guys about it. And, you know, there's no animosity towards anything. Obviously, I want Chad to go and beat Carson and beat everyone. And, you know, we can have people that we're, you know, we're supportive of because we have personal relationships. But I, I love fast swimming and I don't really mind where the fast swimming comes from, from a, from yeah. a neutral standpoint. Yeah. Well, you, you know, yes, you're right. And, and I agree with all that. And then you could tell, you know, when Popovich was building up to break Caesar's world record, that's a world record that I was very uh, attached to. You know, I had I had some affiliation with that world record. I spent many years trying to trying to break it and get it and then hold on to it. And so, um, you know, but when Popovich was coming up and, and getting close to that, I wanted him to break it more than anybody. So, yeah, I was I jumped on the Popovich bandwagon. And was a big fan of his. It didn't mean that I had anything against Caesar Cielo and what he what what we had done. And you know, we just you just want the sport to progress. And I think there's times like you know, both of us have just got to put ourselves out there a little bit for criticism and for you know, we're going to say some. I put this video up the other day where I was talking about sprint freestyle and how you know why it's why the 50 freestyle is the the toughest event on the program. Part of it was tongue in cheek. Part of it was serious. You know, what part was what? That's up to you to decide. But it's like, look, if we don't do these things, people don't talk about swimming. So let's let's put ourselves out there, put ourselves out there for criticism and and have a little fun with it. Where do you ask questions? Ask the questions in the chat and we'll put them up, please. Um, if you've got questions for us, put them in. Uh, we're going to keep firing here. So. Look, we're, we've talked at length about Popovich. I think we can move on from that. Let's come back to this Marshan thing. So, uh, you know, th this guy is a superstar. Look, I'll tell you, I've asked him many times to come onto the podcast. He's another one of these kids that just wants to do, let his swimming do the talking. Um, we actually chat uh, privately, and, and he's a good kid, and, and he's very, very focused, laser-focused on Paris, which as a, as a um, Frenchman, you would expect, right? And, and Bob's got him in that place where it's like, Shut your mouth, do the work, let the swimming talk. Good for him. But this kid's a superstar, right? I find him absolutely mesmerizing because he seems to do something that not many other male swimmers well, have done probably since Michael. And that's just show versatility and dominance over almost anything he touches. Like, I think he split 41 something serious at the NCAAs in the 100 freestyle relay. Like, I think he might have even been like, I think he might have even some of the 4 by 50 relay at, at NCAAs and this is a guy that's a 400 IM swimmer and we see women and we'll talk about Kate Douglas and her versatility later but we see it on the women's side a lot more but in the men's side we, we're seeing way more specificity way more sort of um you know one or two events per swimmer sort of people and Leon seems like you know everyone wants to see him do a 200 breaststroke after his breaststroke split in the 4am 
You know, yeah. I'm sure he could fire off a you know a, a hundred freestyle that gets him on the 400 freestyle relay if he wants it at the Olympics. So I, I just find him so impressive because he can touch everything. I'd love to have seen him at World Short Course Championships. I, I think he could have challenged world records there. You know, he just mm. seems to be this all-rounded athlete that has the world in front of him and can can swim any event he wants. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll tell you this. I sent him a text the other day. I told him I think he's going to be the first guy under four minutes in Paris. Hmm. You know, that, that's a that's a big call and a big statement. But hmm. like, this is how this is how I think of him too. I think I put him in the same league as as Popovich. I don't I don't see any barriers for this kid. You know, like to say, oh, four oh three is unbreakable, it's unbeatable, and it's Phelps's world record. Look. Um, you know that that was that was years ago. This kid is is something different now. The the sport has progressed. Um, you know, people's thinking has progressed. I wouldn't put it past this kid to be aiming for under four minutes, would you? No, no. I, and I think you know when you I've listened to your chats with Popovich, that's the sort of men mentality that gets there. Is not the we could spend ten years just trying to get close to four hundred three eight. We can spend. This 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 go this fast track it and let's go sub four minutes in the next couple of years because even if they fall short, falling short of sub four could be a four oh one or four oh two, which would still set the world on fire. Mm, you know, mm. so why not go beyond the boundary? And I, I think that that's clearly where Popovich is thinking. He he's never just been like, oh, I just really want to spend my whole career trying to go, you know, break Caesar's record. Right. He's clearly got you know projects bigger yeah. than forty six eight, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this new generation of kids, some are Macintosh, Popovich, you know, Marshan. I think, I think they're not putting limits on themselves. We're putting limits on them, but they're yeah. not putting limits on themselves. And I think Marshan is in that category. This, and again, you know, you look, you look at the three of them that I just mentioned. They're still underdeveloped. They're not. They're not. You know, you wouldn't look at them and say they're fully mature adults yet. You know, and so that's the scary thing too. They're they're literally still teenage kids growing into themselves and, and, and Marshawn's maybe a little bit older, but he's still, he's still young enough to, you think, you think yourself, he's still, he's still a baby. Like he's still got yeah. development in him. Um, I think that's exciting. You know, look, look, we've talked about Popovich and I appreciate the question again. I put it up there just because it's been asked, but like, look, we've, we've talked about Popovich ad nauseum. I don't think he is the most technically proficient freestyle swimmer I've ever seen. I don't look at him and say perfection and, and wow, that that's, I've never seen anything like that before. I think what he does well is kind of like what Popov talked about in the talk and the clip that I put out is that when he's under pressure, he maintains his length very well. He maintains his ability to increase uh, power and hold, hold firm on the water. A lot of people under pressure slip. And a lot of people get short. And I think that's the difference. He's not technically superior necessarily, um, but he, he does things better than other people under pressure. And I think that's really the biggest difference. What What do you think? I think everything you've said is kind of spot on. I've, uh, I've only ever seen him once in the flesh. That was a couple of years ago at World Short Course. But yeah, I just think what he does on that last 50 is really what separates him. Uh, well, this is quite a good question because I, I was going to ask you, Brett, when you talk about people like Leon and Summer and all these people that do so many events, how, how do you look at what they should focus on coming into Paris? Because 
everyone wants to be Michael Phelps and win eight gold medals, but it's really hard to actually have that as a focus. And you kind mm. of do have to sort of move. And we are seeing that in the, the breaststrokes with, you know, Adam doesn't touch the 200, but he's obviously the best ever at the 100. Zach can't make a world semi-final in the 100, but is the world record in the two, oh, excuse me, in the 200. Um, how, how do you think focusing on events should be these days? Um, look, I, I don't think it's any different. I think you're going to have your athletes that come along and, and can swim multiple events and, and probably should. And then there's the ones that are just going to be um, specialists. And, you know, Adam, Adam's always been kind of that guy that's going to be the 50-100 guy. Obviously, there's no 50 at the Olympics yet, so which there should be, by the way. That mm-hmm. should be a very strong discussion. Not discussion. It should happen, by the way. Like 50s, 50s should happen in the Olympics. I mean, what are we doing? And then 200 uh, relays should happen. There should be a 4 by 50 You and I both yeah. agree on so I'm going to just rant about that for a second. But look, specialists are always going to be there. I was a specialist. I couldn't swim 100. I never swam for Australia on the 4x1 until the, my last swim in 2006. So I specialized, and and it helped me focus on being the best I could and getting into World Championship finals, Olympic finals, by having that specialization. But you're always going to have kids that can swim multiples, like a summer, like a Leon, uh, and uh, that's just the way it's going to go. So I think I think it's good for them and and those specialists. It's it's good for them. But um, mm. I don't know. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, can you tell us what a, what is this? Uh, what's this one? Yeah, tell us that. What's that? Uh, I, I'm going to be coaching at Dartmoor Darts. They're a program down. Well, we train in Plymouth. We train in uh, Mount Kelly. So that's that's a cool little thing I've got going on. And also, yeah, coaching people online. Yeah. Um, one more, one more here that I think is interesting. I was actually thinking about Duncan Scott yesterday. I had a long drive yesterday, <clears throat> and for some reason, Duncan Scott came in my head. And um, yeah, I, he's 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 frustrating to me because I think he's a beautiful swimmer, and I think he's got potential to dominate the hundred freestyle. But that's just me. That's that's me, and that's got nothing to do with him. You know. Uh, not not dominate the hundred freestyle, but be a contender in the top, you know, three guys. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I just think he he's he's got that type of quality. I don't know what he's going to swim. It's it's uh, it's interesting. It's between him and I don't know. Do you have any insights on Duncan Scott? I I I, I sadly do. Um, I, well, I saw him about two weeks ago. I was up in Scotland. I was actually racing at the Scottish National Championships, and uh, I had a little catch up with him. He He's suffering with some sort of, uh, I guess, autoimmune sort of situation. Oh. Um, so he's 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 been seeing some specialists in London. Uh, oh. He's just been ill a lot. I mean, I th- I, we saw him pull out of World Long Course this year because he was ill. I think he pulled out one more meet this year ill. And I think they're just really, again, using this year as the year to try and figure out how they can basically not risk him getting ill when it matters because mm. – you know, at the moment, it seems like it's a bit of a roll of the dice. You know, he, as I said, pulling out a world champs this year. And actually, one of my mates from at Sterling and, and actually watched the world champs with him this year, like in the TV in Scotland, on the TV. And apparently he was just like the emotion in his face watching the 200 freestyle and some of the other events like you could see he wants to be there. So it weren't like he pulled out because he was not wanting to be there. Like he really couldn't swim. And I think they're just trying to figure that out. But. I mean, if they do figure that out, which I really hope they do, I think two IMs his event. I think that's his event to lose. I think 
yeah, that that's why I think he wins. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, I think that's what he thinks too, and he probably he, he's talked about that as well. That's sad to hear about the autoimmune thing. Um, you know, I hope I hope that doesn't end up being something serious at all, and, and they can figure that out because that's not. I you know, I got I got personal relationships uh, of people that are going through things. Obviously, we know about Michael Clem and and the struggles he's been having lately with something like that. So, uh, yeah, not not good. Um, well, I just want to quickly say before people blow that out of proportion, I don't think it's anything super severe. I just think he's been getting, like, run down really quickly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's anything major. And, it's, you know, I don't know the intricacy. So don't, you know, put this up anywhere and make a big fuss yeah, of it, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, listen, I want to bring in um, one of our major sponsors right now who has been incredible support for us. Um, but the reason why we support her and what she's doing is because she's having a massive influence on swimming in uh, the world, not just in America. And she's doing some fantastic things. I'm a big believer in what she's doing and how she's doing it. And so I just want to bring in Erica Barney right now for everybody. Hey, Brett. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Very good. Very good. Where are you at? I'm in my basement. <laughs> in, Lafayette, basement. in my basement in Lafayette, Indiana. I've been listening to the show as you guys were chatting about all these awesome swims from 2022. It's been fun to listen. Yeah. Well, listen, you're you're um, had a big influence on a lot of these swims and, and what your company's doing and what you're doing with swimmers. So look, we talked to you a little while ago about what you're doing with the business. Give us a recap on um, everything that's going on. Oh, my gosh. There's so much going on. We've added just, I mean, just in the last, I think it was two years ago, almost to the date we are mm. on your show. And that was literally me, I think, and one other person on our staff. So from there, we've grown to 12 people total, which includes two of our interns. We have four athlete ambassadors now, which is amazing that we have some really, really incredible, well-known athletes in the world representing our brand that believe in what we do and are, you know, sharing that that knowledge with everybody um, from the time that we last talked, we had literally one thing that we did and it was a little unrefined in a way. Like we did testing, we went through results, we talked about supplements and that was kind of it. And from there, you know, we've really designed this whole 12 week program that's uh, now includes like a Zoom sessions every other Sunday night for live Q&A and information. We have uh, more board certified and certified sports nutritionists on our staff. We do um, we have an Amazon store. So if people want to know, hey, what should I eat during a meet? That's good. They can go to the Amazon store. They can look and get ideas or purchase right from Amazon or buy it in their local grocery store. So it gives them lots of different great ideas. And that's been a huge help for people just to know what can I eat or what should I eat? What's good out there on the market? I don't have to search the aisles um, for, you know, multiple different products and read ingredient labels. They can just go to that little Amazon shop and click on what they're looking for and kind of see what they want to buy, which is awesome. Uh, we have a private client Facebook group. We have a blog and we've had some amazing guest bloggers like Natalie Hines and Linnea Mack. Uh, one of the cool uh, things we've added in is a 96 food sensitivity panel. So it can test things like your reactivity to certain foods like avocados and chicken, wheat, gluten, you know, 96 of the most common foods we all ingest every single day. So a lot has changed. We've gone from one and a half people to 12 and really working all over the world, which is 
really awesome. It's been a big, big update. Yeah, very cool. I'd love to see it grow. I'd love to see the people that you're working with. Sonny, this is next level, man. This is where this is where athletics is going, where we're getting down to the minute details. It's not, you know, it used to be when I when I was an athlete, it used to kind of just be a crapshoot where you'd you'd do what your coach told you to do and then you'd pray, you'd hope to you'd hope to, you know, figure it out on the day and, and you'd hope to hit your taper, right? Like that was the big thing in swimming. Now we're getting down to um, these these crazy little details that that uh you know eric is working with the athletes on where every little detail is taken care of now so that it's really taking the guesswork out of performance right sonny yeah i i think the biggest modernization we're getting in our sport is that people are serving the roles that they're professional at you know i'm sure at one point a coach was a nutritionist a a physio a strength conditioning coach you know and all these things but you know i I as a swimming coach don't know about them things and you know i might know more about a parent on average because i've been around athletics and stuff but not not to a point i should be giving professional opinions and that's the that's the benefit we're getting is we're getting these strength conditioning coaches that are actually professional in movement patterns and 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 land side work and then we're getting people like erica i mean i've not had the privilege of working with erica but you know it seems like they're the things that are really pushing the sport on and why we are way better than we were 20 30 years ago and why we're seeing so many world records yeah erica you got some big partnerships now with some some of the biggest clubs in america tell us who you're working with and what are some of the services that you're providing for them Yeah, great question. So we have four different teams that we have a year long partnership with and we're providing them uh, food sensitivity testing. We're doing the 12 week genetic reboot DNA testing program. We're providing them follow up calls after their 12 week program. We've been doing team nutrition workshops with their team and, you know, in different age groups. So we've done with uh, the older kids, we've done a more geared towards performance and recovery. The younger kids, this more intro of like getting the right foods and understanding how to eat for performance. And then also understanding how to balance the times that you do want to eat Chick-fil-A, because I'm never the person that's going to say you can't eat that. It's how do we balance that in our normal routine and our life? So it's just this healthy balance between good things and fueling performance and enjoying things that you you know, we know are maybe not the best for us, but doing that at the right time. So some of the teams we've been working with is um, Sandpipers. Obviously, that's a huge name right now in the swimming world. Ron and his whole staff are just doing great things out there. And Ron had reached out to me to see if we could provide some service for their for their athletes. They have some incredible athletes. Um, mm. One thing I appreciate about, about them is, you know, Ron does an amazing job from the top down and they just really are so dialed into what they need to do. I mean, their team is just so unique. It's, it's really cool to work with their parents and their athletes and just kind of be involved in that culture, which is very different than a lot of other teams I've ever been around, which is really neat. Uh, we just started with Agua out in Manhattan, Planet Swim in Florida, and then Mission Viejo as well. So we have four team partnerships right now, and they've been really fun to work with and, and really just get to know their athletes. And when you have that more year-long relationship with them, you, you see more of them, you understand, you watch their you watch their swims, you watch the good, you watch the not so good, and, and then you can pinpoint and talk about what's gone right, what's not gone right, what can we improve in the future. So those are some some of the bigger uh, teams that we've been working with as a as a partnership. There's other teams we worked with in a, a less capacity, but those are the big ones for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, uh, also one other thing, 
you're working with some individual athletes who have had some success. Uh, I, I think we mentioned one just recently of somebody that's going to be a, a superstar in the future or who he is already. But I don't know if you're allowed to mention names of particular athletes that you're working with. If you if you could tell us a couple and what are the things that they're looking for specifically from you? Yeah, great question. So, yeah, you did mention one. I can't say that I've worked with that individual because I don't have specific permission to mention. But, yeah, you did mention one of those those individuals. And I'm excited to see what they can do coming up in, in 2024. It's been a fun, fun individual to work with. But some of the other people we've worked with and some are no, well-known names in, in the world. Some are not as well-known, which I think they're up and coming that people may not even even see. But people like Grant House, who's been lighting it up for a couple of years now, I just think he's just so on that edge of, of ready to pop. And I so appreciate Grant. He's one of our ambassadors. He's just an awesome individual. I really enjoy working with him and, and Lydia Jacoby. And then that's a worldwide name. She's been re- very fun to work with. And she's been swimming very well in short course in her first college season. Charlie Clark, who's been really on the rise in the distance events in the country. Patrick Callen, who's a well-established you know, Olympian and um, swimming his fifth year out at Cal. He's, they're all ambassadors for us. But some of those other names too that are like right there, like something's big's going to happen. I feel like it's like Gabby Alviero, Kenzie McMahon, Ariana Temperino out of Florida International. And she just had huge time drops at her midseason meet. Austin Mandelo out of Colorado Mesa. Nikki Frank out of Florida International. She had huge time drops. Clem Secchi, he's doing his fifth year at Mizzou. And he had the number one time in the two fly in the country for a while until Leon swam the next weekend or the next day. Will Modulin, who's been doing a big scene in the uh, junior, kind of junior national type of scene. I believe this past summer he broke Hunter Armstrong's junior national record. Maybe it was in the one back or two back. I don't remember off the top of my head, but he's been fun to work with. The Foster Boys, Carson and Jake, uh, Maya Rasmussen out of New Zealand, a lot of the guys on the Arizona State team and the Texas men's team we've been working. So that's just a broad range of kind of in the last year, what's been going on with the people we've been working with and what they really come to me for, which is really cool. They come to us because they're already great athletes and they know there's another piece to the puzzle, right? And that's one of the conversations we have with them a lot right up front is they've already done so many things, right? You don't fall bass backwards into being a great athlete. You've done a lot of things, right? And now this is just another piece to the puzzle to figure out what you can do better, and so is it every reason Grant House swims says No, of course not. He has so many other things that go right and that he puts in the hard work for, but it's a piece to the puzzle, right? And that's why they come to us because they want to recover better. They want to feel better. They want to have more energy. They want to not crash out on Thursday at workout. They want to actually know and confidence wise up here that they're doing the right things for their body and not yeah. just playing a guessing game especially with the supplements. That's a huge controversial topic with a lot of the pros and knowing what or the cayenne college kids, what to take, what not to take. So they just want some refinement is what they want. Yeah. I love, I love hearing that the pros are looking for that next level, but I also love hearing that um, it's across the board now, you know, you've got the, the sandpiper kids who are like, you know, these, these young dominant team in America and they're saying we're not satisfied still. We want to be better. We want to find ways to improve. And that's what makes Ron Aiken so good. I think people, uh, it's easy to just say, well, Ron does more yardage than everybody else. That's, that's a cop out, right? Like mm-hmm. Ron Aiken is um, one of the smartest, most intelligent coaches in America and he's looking for that edge. And so he's, he's bought on uh buy new wellness building to kind of, 
find that little next level of, of excellence for him and his team. And I love that. Um, so that's where people can find you, bindingwellnessbuilding.net. Um, Eric, you're doing brilliant stuff, fantastic stuff. Um, I want to continue to have updates with, with you and, and the way that the company is progressing because um, I think it's just so uh, important um, for the progression of swimming and, and what your company is doing. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting times, right? Yeah, it is exciting times. It's fun to be on Breadhawk's show again. That's what's exciting. Well, let's make it a regular look. You're a you're a Division One coach yourself, so it's like you. Not only do you know this side of the of the pool deck, but you know you know the other side of the pool deck too. So yeah. we should get you in here for some for some commentary. Do you? Um, I'll t- I'll ask you this. In terms of 2022, Erica, what was what yeah. was one of those swims that blew yeah. you away? Oh my gosh, that's a tough one. Dang, I mean. It's so hard because there's so many. I one that sticks out was like Carson yeah. Foster. I mean, he just sticks out, and yeah. not only just because I you know worked with Carson mm-hmm. early before going into Worlds, but that was a that was a big swim at you know four a.m. He's he's had some really awesome things, and I just really appreciate him just because you know the backstory. Yeah, he's a great team, and just I mean, I just think he's just an awesome kid and yes these great athletes we work with like caleb but i just appreciate who they are i just caleb and carson and these guys are just awesome people they're so cool like i just really enjoy them and you want to see them have success so i mean what you guys were talking about earlier the ledecky titmus you know i think that was Titmus obviously mm-hmm. pretty amazing but then Ledecky coming back and having some crazy good and then there's one person I, I don't know if you guys mentioned her I didn't hop on quite a while but Bita Nelson Bita mm-hmm. Nelson I went and watched her in Indy and she was lighting it up I mean yeah. she is like kind of she's just awesome she's so fun to watch so she yeah. in some of those events at the Indy World Cup uh, were just pretty pretty cool to watch her light it up she's a yeah for sure she's a good person uh, Bita take that next level into the long course now. Let's go. One last question for you from the audience here. Do you test the amount of fast and slow twitch fibers in a swimmer's body? You don't do that, do you? We don't do the biopsy, but when one of the results that comes back tells you if you have more fast twitch or slow twitch or you're a mix of both. So that does give you some indication on training, taper, you know, what's going to fatigue your body more. So we don't do the biopsy. We do, we do know what your athletic uh, gene is. Right, right. All right. Uh, people can find you, bindingwellnessbuilding.net, right? Yep, that is right. Okay. Listen, I appreciate the catching up. Um, we're going to run here soon, so I'll uh, I'll get you to jump. But, um, yeah, like I said, let's, let's check in uh, quite regularly this year, okay? Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Erica. Take care. Bye. Have a good day. All right, Sonny, that's pretty <clears throat> cool stuff, mate, hey? I like it. I, I, I want to know what twitch I am. I bet I'm slow twitch or something or no twitch. <laughs> I, I, I want to I see. I, I, I find that stuff so novel as well. Like, I think me when I was swimming, I just would have liked to know that stuff out of curiosity. I mean, the fact that you can do something great with it is like a additional benefit. I just I'm a bit of a nerd like that. And I don't know. I was always looking for that sort of stuff growing up you know we we didn't when i was a little bit younger we didn't have the wearables and and this sort of insight that we can get now but i just i think there's so much and it's getting better and better and better um it's yeah 
it's, it's great for the sport. And I, I'd love to yeah. see how training looks in 10, 15 years off the back of all this sort of thing, because, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's them clubs adopting it that I think really makes a difference. I think individuals is one thing, but when you go to a club and that's just something that you get as being part of the sandpiper, yeah. you know, that, that's the, that's the big difference because it might unlock something with one so, so individual that makes them, you know, really damn good. Yeah. Well, what I found is that like, look, the more professional I got was when the more I learned about my body, that that's, that was me becoming professional. It wasn't me making money or swimming at a certain tour or doing it. It was me understanding who I was and how I functioned. So you say, Oh, I'd love to know if I was fast or slow twitch. I, I already proved that. I don't need yeah. to prove that in myself yeah. anymore. I know what I had. I had a lot of fast twitch, but um, but that, but that was years of figuring, figuring yeah. myself out, right? Like I would have loved to have got a test and, and had a lot of that information with, that Eric is doing. Um, look, it's a couple of hundred bucks investment for so, so much valuable information, right? Like I can't recommend it enough. The reason why we have her as a sponsor, the reason why we have her on the show, the reason why we love what she's doing is because she's adding value to performance guys like get out there and add value. Stop searching, stop trying to figure it out on the fly. Stop going through season after season and saying, Oh, we learned a little bit. Hopefully we can learn a little bit more next year. Or um, I don't, I'm not sure what happened, right? Like have it down to a point where you know exactly what you're doing and you know exactly why it's happening. So um, that's why I love what she's doing. All right. Uh, one for you here. Mm. Will Caesar's record finally get broken in the 53 this year? Um, phew, good question. Good question. Good question. Um, should it? Yes. Should it? Yes. Uh, will it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no um, you know, when I look at, look, I was, I was coaching both those guys, Fred, when Fred went 2193. I was I was in Paris. Uh, no, not it wasn't in Paris actually. It was in um, uh, somewhere in France, but it was uh, it was at the trials. But I was there, and so I I coached him, and I, I I saw it firsthand what he did and how he did it. And then the same thing for Caesar, right? Like so, I've had this I've had this box seat for these two guys that have done this thing. So it hasn't just happened once to me; it's happened twice with two different athletes, and so what I say is, is the possibility there? Yes, but you have to be perfect. I mean, those, those suits definitely Montpellier. Thank you. Those suits definitely helped that race. There's no doubt about that. Right. Because what it did is it, it, it sat you up in the water and it, and it just kind of hydroplanes you. So you're going to have to be perfect on a swim like the 50 freestyle to get that sort of acceleration um, I do like what the suits are doing these days. The new suits are pretty cool, but um, yeah, it's going to take a perfect swim. Is it out of the realm of possibility? No. Um, I hope I hope we get closer and closer to it because I love seeing fast swimming, but yeah, it's, it's going to take something special. We'll take that one down for sure, you know? Another one for you, Brett. Who are the one to two people you really want to get on the podcast this year? Hmm. Good question. Um, you know, uh, okay, okay. I think um, I think there's talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. There's talk of a new young president of the IOC. Can you guess who it might be? 
Sonny, the new young president of the IOC, and I'm going to give it. I'm going to give you another hint. Female, young, president, IOC member, female. I mean, Kirsty Coventry. Boom, Kirsty Coventry. Right? There's talk of Kirsty Coventry taking over as the president of the IOC. Swam at Auburn University, a teammate of mine. Not we didn't swim together, but you know, when I, when I say teammate, uh, Auburn University. So, mm-hmm. um, coached by Kim Bracken, uh, Zimbabwe, right? Olympic gold medalist, world record holder. There's talk of her taking over as president of the IOC. I'm trying to get her on the podcast. So, that's mm-hmm. number one. Um, you know, and uh, actually, another female that I'm trying to get on the podcast is uh, Ruta. I want to get, I want yes. to get Ruta. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Help me. Somebody help me get Ruta on there. I've sent her a message. She's seen it. She hasn't responded to it. I know she's seen it because I, I saw the red. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, can you help me with Ruta? Uh, I can. I can mess it. Tom. Tom knows her quite well, and I mean Ben knows her quite well because of Plymouth. I, I don't know. I, I'll ask some people to ask her. I, I'd like Ruta as well. She's definitely got a story and a half to tell. So yeah, um, yeah. Couple of women there. So what about that? You guys thought I was going to say a guy, but I'm not. I'm going to say one more woman. One more woman. Uh, oh, not that one. Great episode. This one, Ladecki. Ladecki. Ladecki's not coming on my podcast. I give her too much shit um, in terms of uh, the the Titmus and and Dean Boxall kind of build up. I I, I seem to be on the side of Titmus and Boxall, right? Like I'm Australian, I kind of build them up and I give Ledecky a lot of shit. Ledecky is an all-time legend, right? You can't give that girl shit. I give her shit to build up this idea of this Paris, you know, head-to-head. I want I want the biggest build-up in, in, in world swimming history. But look, Ledecky's a legend, but I don't, I don't think she's coming on my program anytime soon. I, I want to mention this. He's commented about a million times, but we have not talked about Thomas Chekon, 51.60, breaking Ryan Murphy's 100 backstroke record by quite a margin. And he's probably right. It's one of the least... With the stash? With the stash? With the tash, yeah. Yeah. It was a brilliant swim. No, you're right. It was a brilliant swim. Um, we haven't mentioned it much, but it should be mentioned. It was awesome. And he's a great swimmer as well. He's a great freestyler, great medley swimmer. So, yeah, great for Thomas Chekon. Um, yeah, great stuff. Yep. Here's a topic you like to talk about Emma McKeon. Mm. <laughs> um, what would you attribute? I mean, coaching change. She's with Michael Ball now permanently, been there for a couple of years. So I think that's helpful, right? So, coaching change for sure. Um, just probably, you know, understanding herself, becoming a woman and confidence that's always you know a big thing when you stand behind the blocks you want to feel like you understand yourself i think she's a woman now and um she races like one and uh you know she's got a she's got a steady boyfriend in cody simpson who's there as support you know for her and that that's also you know part of your part of your life you know your outside life you've got to have things under control and things happy and healthy she's got a healthy relationship there so I think just things are clicking for her, but ultimately I put it down to probably training with Michael Bowl full time. What, what would you say? I, I know Bowley's great, and uh, I, I clearly think that she's a swimmer who's ha- had different tasks for her career because you know for a lot of time she was sort of 
I don't want to say shadowed, but she was up against the Campbell sisters who mm, were right. the best sprint freestylers of a generation. And, you know, all of a sudden now she's really just been able to break out and be her bit, be in her own sort of presence. And it's, it's clearly, yeah, she's suited to being the main girl and, and she is the main girl right now. So yeah. I don't know. That's just a little thought I've had. Um, yeah. I saw a comment a little while ago, which I quite I wanted to bring up because it was uh, about Marit Steenbergen, and it talks mm-hmm. about her comeback. But I didn't know much about her until she won the world title in the hundred I'm a couple of weeks ago. But she burst onto the scene in 2015, winning you know junior championships and also senior medals at world championships at 15, mm-hmm. and then didn't win anything really until she was double European champion this year and world champion. So. She's 22, and like, so you don't really talk about a comeback at 22, but I think that's pretty bizarre that she was like world class at 15, and uh, yeah, 22. She's now back on back on top. Oh, it's world interesting class. you say she was world class at 15 because I have heard her name a lot, mm. you know. And then to say that she's only 22, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, doesn't make sense, but now it does. So yeah, I mean, good for her. She's figuring again. I think it's just. Figuring figuring out your life and getting all the pieces in place. It's one thing to say, well, I got the training down, but like, have you got stability in in your outside life? Like, you're you're in the pool for twenty hours a week. You know, you've got you got hundred and forty something hours with yourself outside of the pool every week. It's like there's a lot of time to screw things up, and so you never know what's going on with somebody until they get their uh, their 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 personal life under control which then matches up with their professional life and and it all matches then then you have someone that's really clicking right uh yeah so here's a question who are you coaching at the moment are you still working with cody simpson and bruno fratis i do not work directly with anybody i'm not working with cody or bruno but we talk constantly um good friends of mine um always available to them for anything and, and we, we, like I said, we talk quite, quite frequently. Um, they keep me updated with what they're doing. They're, they've got their life under control. Bruno is an absolute consummate professional. Uh, he sent me something yesterday where it was a stat where he's been in the top 10 in the 50 freestyle in the world for 13 years straight. I saw that. Yeah, it's crazy. 13 years straight, top 10 in the world. I mean, come on, man. Um so, like, look, they don't need me. And, and Cody's with um, with Bowley, right? So, like, they don't need me. But in terms of, um, you know, I'm always here for them. Yeah, like, we, we talk constantly. Um, I work for any question. So, if you guys don't have an any question um, profile, you get a free profile. Go over to the Any Question app. We've got all the best swimmers in the, and coaches in the world on there. Sonny's on there. I'm on there answering questions. I work full time in the tech space now. I do swimming commentary for fun. I do this for fun. It's a hobby. I got to get back to work here in a minute because I do have a full time job and I love my full time job. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm in the tech space and I'm learning so much. Uh, I could uh, I could do a whole podcast on the things that I'm learning. Actually, go to the Greg Bennett show. I did a podcast on this. The Greg Bennett show. Um, check it out. And yes, that's Sonny's link in the in the in the comments there. Let's put that up. That's that's Sonny. So get on any question, ask Sonny questions over there. He's answering all the time. Um, but if you want to check me out and my story and what I'm doing in the tech space, go and listen to the Greg Bennett show on um, Spotify. 
and we did an hour-long podcast, and it was uh, absolutely fantastic. There's the Apple Podcast link if you're on Apple Podcast. Um, there it is. Yeah, check out uh, check out that Apple Podcast. So, lots of stuff. Um, what else, Sonny? We're going to wrap up here. Anything else going on? Uh, I'm excited for this year. I'm ex- I, I, I like watching swimming and seeing what's going to happen. And you know, this show's going to happen regularly, right? We're gonna we're yep. gonna be live every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to do this every week, guys. We're going to do a live show Monday morning every week. We're going to chop it up, uh, add clips. And uh, let me give you a little insight into the podcast itself. We're going to do one podcast a week. We're going to break that up into clips. Tomorrow, we have uh, Jordan Crooks' coach, coach from Tennessee, uh, Josh Huger. And he talks about Jordan Crooks and his coaching and and all about it. We're going to break that up. That's going to be a fantastic podcast. That comes out tomorrow. I did it a, a, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we, we go into great detail on Jordan Crooks. And we talk about this. Will his short course swing translate into long course? All those answers in the podcast tomorrow. Check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that's it, guys. Maggie McNeil. We didn't talk about Maggie McNeil. Superstar. Good to see her back. LSU. Rick Bishop. Um, she's pretty fun to watch, eh? She's ridiculous. I mean, the craziest thing I saw her do this year was turn eighth in a 50 butterfly final at the world championship. She was eighth at the 25 and Mm. she won the race. That means she went from eighth to first in basically 13 seconds of swimming. That's Mm. bizarre. She is, she, her underwater is the woman's Jordan Crooks. You know, them two are the underwater stars of swimming, I think right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Nate? Nate's in the background. Nate doesn't like to be. He doesn't like to show his face very often, does he? He likes to do all the the clipping and the editing and the mm-hmm. behind the scenes and setting up, setting up these shows. Nate's a Nate's a worker bee, you know. Nate's Nate's one of those ants that carries all the all the other ants on his back, you know. We love Nate. Yeah, people mentioning the Whiffin Twins. We could talk for so many. We've missed people out. It, you know, it's not an overlook. There's been so many great swims this year. I mean. Of course there has. It's been a whole year, 365 yeah. days of swimming. Dan Whiffin is amazing. Um, he's, he's a great swimmer. And I think he's going to really push long course this year and could challenge the, you know, the Gregorial Palchineris and the Florian Welbrocks of the distance space. Got to get him on the podcast, eh? He'd be yeah, get Dan on. Get oh, both of them. There, there's two of them. You can have, you can I have didn't them know. Both. I didn't know there was two of them. All right. Yeah. Awesome. His brother's the second fastest 1500 freestyler in Irish history, so... Oh, shit. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day. We've got to get on these whiffing twins. All right. Mm. Love it. Hey, Sonny, it's been awesome, mate. We're going to do this uh, every Monday. I don't know if you're going to be here every Monday, but uh, we'll, we're going to do it. And someone's going to be here every Monday. So yep. we're going to put out a live show, talk about swimming every week. And we appreciate everybody in the audience. Thanks for the questions. I love watching them come through and trying to put up as many as we can. Um, I love the fact that Adam Trigg is always in the comments, you know, dad, dad's always in the background. I love it. Maybe we've got to get him on as a guest. What do you think? I, I would love to have dad on as a guest. We can have dad oh. on. All right, dad, come on. You're coming on next week, dad. You're in. Dad's in um, India next week, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the Wi-Fi might not be good in India. Um, <laughs> we'll see, but listen, cheers, mate. Loved it. Cheers guys. Thanks for watching. See you later. Bye.